Hey friends, it's Kelsey Kemp, here to inspire and guide you as you answer the call. Tune in each week to hear me illuminate the biblical truth of what a calling actually is and how to find yours so you could create a career worthy of hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. You won't just be hearing from me though. Some of the most incredible and purposeful people I know will be joining me to tell you their story of how God called them into careers that honor who they were made to be. So their work is now creating generations of ripple effects for the glory of God. Y'all ready? Okay, let's go. Oh my gosh. Can you hear Constantine meowing? Okay, I promise. I I promise, guys. I'm not going to start out every single episode talking about my cats, but I actually, I just get in my closet. You know, I'm trying to record this episode for y'all, and I shut the door, and Constantine my cat. Okay, I really, I like Russian literature. That's why I named him that, but don't judge me. Anyways, you could judge me. That's fine. Back to my point, which is not even my real point, but Constantine just like bangs and screams and whatever against the door. And I'm like, I'm flattered. Do you love me that much? But goodness. Anyways, now back to my real point. I was going deep last week with a client about core values and it made me realize Something I already knew, but it reminded me that I really do think that core values are one of the most important, tiny, but mighty, grossly underestimated steps in understanding how to make decisions that are satisfying in the long run. And not even like way off in the long run, you're going to feel like I, I really do think that people only have so much resistance to living out of alignment with their core values. So it's something that's very, very important for you to understand whenever you are um, making decisions, small or big, uh, that affect your life. So, uh, and also not to mention core values are a big step in understanding how God designed you uniquely and what he put on your heart to be most important to you, which are all things that greatly contribute to finding your calling. So, ta-da, it's important. But here's the deal. Values are so misunderstood, and this is a reason I'm talking about it today. Here are the big problems I see people struggling with most in regards to values, whether they know it or not. This is what I see. One, People don't understand what values are good for. This is strongly influenced, in my opinion, by us relating values to what companies put on plaques but don't use in real life at all. Uh, And so these aren't things to just be like, oh, okay, I guess I understand that about myself now, set it aside, and it's essentially rendered useless. Values are something to hold close to you and to have present in your mind as you're making decisions. And, you know, I'll go more into how to use them. So maybe I'll just stick to this next point of two. A second problem that I see people struggling with in regards to values is that they think they know their values, but they have only scratched the surface, like the teeny tiny surface and don't actually understand the true underlying values that they're actually measuring their life against every single day and might not know it. 
Um, maybe they have like a vague sense of dissatisfaction or they'll blame that dissatisfaction on a lot of other factors that are external to them. But you need to take ownership and really seek to understand what your core values are and then diligently align the facets of your life with them. I'll go more into how in a minute. But the third problem that I see uh, with people not understanding values is that they make the mistake of thinking they could have four, five, six, ten, whatever, whole lot of values that, and whenever you try to hold too many values as quote, important to you, although I would argue that they're not that important. If you think everything's important, nothing is. <laughs> um, and so whenever, if you are someone that uh, tends to maybe fall into that trap of holding way too many values as core, <laughs> uh, then you don't really end up using or honoring any of them because how are you supposed to make the perfect decision that honors 50 core values? Like that would be the unicorn circumstance that I dare say people just can't find in the real world. Um, but um, I'm going to get into this, but I really think that the only way to really use your values on an operational level is if you do the work to whittle it down to your list, your top list of three core values. <laughs> so uh, in this episode, I am going to be sharing one, what are values? Because I'm sure you're like, whoa, Kelsey, you're throwing that word around a lot. And it's starting to sound like a buzzword. I have a vague recollection, but I don't really know what that means. I'm going to address that because I'm very passionate. If you know me, I'm very passionate about precision, using language effectively, and also understanding the true definition of things so that each core component of what makes you, you is clear in your mind as a distinct attribute. So you're not muddying what a value is uh, versus what your interests or your passions are or what your talents and your gifts are. I seek to help people understand what those things are distinctly for them so that you could actually create a life and get a roadmap that gets you out of this. I don't know what to do with my life cycle. But anyways, back to my point. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing one, what are values? Two, what are they good for? Like, why are they so important? And three, a huge point about values that the vast majority of people totally miss. And this is the fact that there are actually two types of values. That's right. There are conscious-based values and fear-based values. And I'm sure you're like, what the what? I'm going to be going into details about what these mean and how to spot them. Then fourth, and most importantly, I am going to give you the exact questions you should be asking yourself to get to the bottom of what your top three core values are, how to test them, how to really be sure, and all that goodness. And then kind of bonus, I'm going to wrap up um, and remind you how to use these. I don't want you to leave this podcast or um, this set of exercises with like, oh, great, I just understand one more useless fact about myself. No, <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to really bring these into your decision making and use them effectively. 
then I want to let you know that if you're anything like me and you're listening to this podcast while doing the dishes or driving or, I don't know, hanging out with cats all over you, like apparently I do all the time. (laughs) Oh gosh, I promise I have a life outside of my cats. Anyways, do not worry is my point. I have typed up all the notes for you and even put together a full values exercise including a full list of 68 values or example values that comprise the absolute majority of anyone's core values. So like I, any one of you that goes and downloads that list and looks at them and tries to discern from that list of 68, what are my core values? I promise you are in the vast majority that is going to find um, the top three values that connect most with you there. And having that list of examples, uh, example values is so, so important. I've gotten this feedback a lot because this is an exercise I share with my private coaching clients that whenever they have that example list of values next to them as they're doing the exercise ex- exercises I recommend, it is so helpful because we need context um, and examples to help us answer those questions. So just follow the link in the show notes for this episode. Just down below is show notes or the details, whatever you call them and whatever it's called in the podcast listening app that you're listening to my voice on right now. Um, Just go click into those. There's a link and it will lead you to uh, sign up and I'll send you this free download with all the notes from this podcast and more with the exercises written out and that full list of 68 example values. Okay, let's dive in. I'm so pumped. So one, just like I promised, let's start with what are values? Values are your principles or standards of behavior according to what your judgment of what is important in life. If you need that again, because, <laughs> you know, sometimes definitions are like, whoa, what? Um, values are your, basically just like the standards of behavior that you set in your brain according to what is important to you in life. And a lot of these things are just inherent. It could be a lot of subconscious stuff that we don't understand, but you can. And that's what you will understand by the end of this episode. So these are the principles, values are the principles uh, that influence which actions or approach you perceive is best to take in order to achieve your desired outcome, wherever you are, whatever you're doing in whatever short-term or long-term kind of life thing that you're considering. So these are all, whether you realize it or not, you might as well realize them and take control of this whole process. Values are the things that kind of dictate uh, your internal mechanisms that say like, oh, this is this is important to me. I really think that I should choose option A. Um, so some examples of values are things like connection with others. You might really value humor or privacy, security, safety, or your health, maybe your freedom or honesty, trust, whatever the list goes on. Um, And two, hi, what are values good for? That's a good question. So it's simple, but absolutely crucial. Values help you make decisions that will most satisfy you in 
the long run. And if you don't know what you're all about, you'll end up making decisions that are based off of a... Okay, yeah, let me just pause and like put a mental highlighter to what I'm about to say. If you do not know your personal, true, inherent, core values... How many descriptors can I add to that sentence? I don't know. Um, (laughs) If you don't understand your core values, you really are at risk for making decisions based off of a template of values that someone else imposed on you, or you'll end up less satisfied down the road whenever you realize that your life doesn't actually honor who you are, what you love, and what you have to give. But hold up. Remember that I said that there are two types of values, and this is what I said so so few people realize. So the two types of values, like I mentioned, are one, conscious-based values, and two, fear-based values. I'm going to start with a scary-sounding one, so fear-based. <laughs> fear-based values are the values you choose to protect yourself from harmful events in the past, or you chose to protect yourself from harmful events in the past. So inherently with fear-based values, you are seeking to avoid what that value represents. So I'm going to give you some examples so you really understand this, um, but let me go on for a minute. So it is so important to identify these fear-based values because it is so much more productive to identify and focus on the positives that you want in your life rather than the negatives that you want to avoid. Uh, Positive psychology 101. You guys all know that. So um, how to know if a value is fear-based? One, I'm going to give you three things. So one, in describing why you chose the value, uh, let's say my value is trust. You might use, or like, how about excellence as an example? Um, In describing why I value excellence, I might use have to language, indicating that I feel like I need to take action dictated by this value in order to protect myself or live up to something in some way. Um, And so I'll give the example for that in a second. But two, so aside from one, have to language, another way to indicate if a value is fear-based is it might be based on whenever you're thinking about a value that you hold, is there a specific event in the past, especially an unpleasant one that comes to mind whenever you think of the value and think of where it might have come from. So maybe it originated from an unpleasant event. And three, a value might be fear-based if your family or someone close to you impressed it upon you that it is important to hold this value. You have to live up to it. Essentially tells your monkey brain, I have to live up to this value in order to be accepted in some measure or another by my family or people close to me. So here are those two value or two examples of fear-based values to put that into context. So one, uh, let's think of this. So if I said like 
trust is one of my core values because I was in a relationship in the past with someone who seriously broke my trust. Now I know I have to protect myself by only letting people into my life and social sphere that I can deeply trust. That makes total sense. Like, yes, you should value trust. But I'm going to go into in a minute why it is more productive to uh, discern and focus on your uh, conscious space values. Because now, think about it. If I were this person that related to what I just said, then I would just be going around uh, uh, thinking like, oh my gosh, who's going to break my trust again? That was so painful in the past. I have to absolutely make sure that uh, no one hurts me again. And so I need to be looking out for trust. Um, And that's just a negative away from motivation um, that is less productive and mentally healthy than focusing on what is the thing that you truly want in your life and how can you find more of that um and so another example is maybe like excellence is a core value of mine because my family taught me that hard work and striving to do my very best is the way to live a good life and make them proud awesome you know what i'd argue that's pretty solid probably because this is a personal example of mine (laughs) um but It is, okay, so like, let me just say, it is all very well and good, good and well, whatever, (laughs) to hold trust and excellence as core values. But if you choose to uphold them because they motivate you to take steps to avoid something, uh, like relationships with people that break your trust in the first example, or lack of approval or pride from your family in the second example, you might just be spending your time and energy and your mental space uh, just in worry and fear or um, dread of not living up to standards that are not your personal definition of success or within that definition of success. Um, and you know, I think that this all goes along the lines of a perfect statement I heard recently. Maybe you guys have heard this too. Um, but like worrying is like praying for things that you don't want. So kind of goes along those lines that if you're focused on fear-based values, you're kind of just focused on avoiding what is wrong with the world rather than seeking, uh, and enjoying and seeking more of what's good. So conscious space values are the ones that are completely aligned with what you want, not what someone else strongly imposed on you as what you should want or avoiding something that you don't want. So how to know if a value is conscious based and whenever I think it might be good to explain like where that term came from conscious based. These are the values that you consciously chose for yourself according to truly inherently what is important to you as a person, not the external influences of bad things that happened to you or uh, what your family told you or what your peer group or whatever influential group told you this is the mold that you need to fit into. This is what you absolutely need to lead a a good life. Whenever your personal definition of that might be very different. Um, 
So that's something to consider. And that's, that's where the term conscious based values come from, because uh, it wasn't just sprung upon you. These are the things that you consciously chose, or are just inherently a part of you. So how to know if a value is conscious based? One, when describing why you chose this value, you naturally express it as a want to. So I, one of my core values is faith because, well, I think that's pretty clear. I don't, maybe that's like a a pretty basic example because obviously this is a faith-based podcast and everything I do um, is, I mean, I strive to align it with my faith in Jesus, but so let me choose something uh, maybe more unique. I don't know. Um, So one of my core values is power actually. And that's one that is so misunderstood. Um, I could make a side note about that, but power essentially means that I value exerting the influence that I see as good, useful, and of service and loving. And I strongly value resisting influence that I see as bad, not helpful, not of service, insidious, whatever. So basically, it's just, I'm a person that really values um, influencing with what I see as good and resisting influence that I see as bad for myself and other people, protecting and educating other people as well. Um, So um, that value is conscious-based, and I would express it as I want to, like, I just really want to lead a meaningful life that is of service to other people. And I see that um, I really want to do that by being so aware of my influence and exerting influence that I see is loving and of service to other people. Um, And so all of that, throughout all of that, I naturally express it as a, this is something I want. This is something that is inherent to who I am. It's something that I consciously chose. Um, so it's not like, oh man, I really have to, like, if, uh, if my value for power was fear-based, it, I would say something like, I, you know, it might be kind of difficult to admit to myself, but honestly, my, the thought swirling in my head would be something along the lines of like, you know what, I was just, I was dominated in the past and people would like, um, do power plays and it really hurt me. And, uh, I felt like victim to other people at times. And I really just want to make sure that I'm never the underdog again, and I'm going to make sure to be strong. So I don't have to, uh, like fall prey to other people. That is something that's an example in which I used have to language. I felt like I really needed to adopt this in my life to protect myself. Um, so it's the have to, protection from harmful things, origin in a painful event in the past. Um, So I hope that's starting to paint a picture for identifying a conscious space versus a fear-based value um, and whatnot. Because I'm sure that in that example, you picked up that the list of values that you're going to see in the uh, free download for this episode They are just objective values that for any individual person, it doesn't mean that some values are inherently fear-based. Like for me, my value for power is conscious-based. For another person, it might be fear-based. So I I hope that makes sense and is helpful to you. 
Um, but the second point of how to know if a value is conscious based, it's aligned with a desired outcome uh, for yourself instead of pitfalls that you're mo- that you are motivated to avoid. Um, like for example, you might desire creative solutions, uh, or for fear of being boring isn't at the forefront in the in your mind uh, when describing your value for creativity. Um, so like, I hope that example was clear, but if you value creativity, it's a conscious based value. If you feel like you just love generating creative solutions, and it might be a fear-based value for you. If you're like, I just, I really don't want to be boring. That would be the worst thing ever, (laughs) you know? Um, and three, um, one way to identify if a value is conscious based, the value dictate dictates operational action instead of avoidance of something, shying away. You're like ready to charge forth, create something, provide something, help in some way, do something, whatever it is. Um, so it's you, the, a conscious based value is one that dictates opera, operational action that serves and supports your goals. And then last number four, um, it is a uh, you'll know if a value is conscious space if it is personal to you and what you want instead of primarily being something that was introduced to you or enforced by others. So uh, two examples of conscious space values, and then I'm going to move right on to how to define and test what your values are, like the exact exercises you need. But first, uh, just two examples of conscious space values. Um, So I might say something like influence is one of my core values because I enjoy using my gifts to serve others and witness uh, the positive impact it has on their lives. That's all positive language, something that I want. Or I might value adventure because I love to introduce new and exciting things to my life on a a consistent basis. Um, So that's another thing. Like, notice the I love language. Like it's just something that you want more and more of instead of less and less of. Um, so, uh, one thing to know after you go through the exercises and questions I'm going to mention in a minute, you might very well consciously choose to redeem a fear-based value to a conscious-based value that energizes you to produce, excuse me, I got a little burp, but I don't feel like cutting that out. Anyways, Uh, that energizes you to produce what you want in life instead of spending your energy avoiding what you don't. So um, might just be a little mental exercise, a little reframe. It's not to say that you just need to totally ditch that value for trust. You know, you might just want to reframe the way you think about it and look to um, create more things in your life that you want instead of avoiding things that you don't. So who is ready to finally dig into those questions and exercises that I promised? Because this is where the rubber meets the road. Um, So like I said, I've included a list of core examples in the values worksheet that you could get through the link in the show notes below. Um, And you might really find it helpful to go through this exercise or these questions that I'm about to mention with that list ready beside you because context is always so, so helpful to have. So step one, ask yourself these questions. I've got five for you. Actually, 
a few of them are stacked questions. Ah, that's me being such a coach. Oh my gosh, in my coaching certification program, you would get roasted if you <laughs> if you stacked a question like ask two and one. Anyways, nobody cares. Okay, that's like one of those memes on Instagram where it's like anybody, nobody, semicolon, nothing, and then it's like me, and then explain a ton of things that nobody was asking for. Anyways, wow. Okay, uh, these questions. One, ask yourself. Think about a time when life was really good. What value was being honored or expressed? Okay, you got those like really great times in your life that you're thinking of those sweet memories. What value was being honored or expressed in that time that made that so good? Then two, this is my second question for you. Think about a time when you were upset like some really not great times? What value was being challenged? Like, why was that so upsetting to you? What was the rub? And then three, go back to a memory of an experience that was really meaningful to you. What about that experience was so meaningful to you? What made it meaningful? And whenever you go through that list of example values, it's going to bring up some thoughts of like, oh, you know what? I think it was so meaningful to me because I saw how, uh, how connected that was and what an enriching moment that was to my value for faith um, or whatever that is for you. Question number four of five. Think about, wait, no, no. When you think about, what you really, really don't like in life right now or in work right now, why are those things grading on you? What values might that represent about like why that's so frustrating? Then five, think about your short list of things that you absolutely must have or experience in life. These are those bucket list things that you're like, I've got to have it. You know, I really just want to make sure to travel a lot or um, it's my goal to be, um, I don't know, the news anchor of this network before I retire or something like why, why are those things so important to you? What core values are those expressing? Okay. After you thoughtfully go through all of those questions, like really give it some thought. Step two is to try them on for size and prioritize, like take the top values that you circled from the values list, um, that is in the exercise that you could download, um, or highlighted from that exercise. And so, okay, take the, all those values that you generated, wrote down, circled, whatever. Um, and you might've picked out, I don't know, you might've picked out five, 10, 20, I don't know, maybe it was a whole lot of them. Write each of them down on an index card. Seriously, do what I think. (laughs) This is so important. It really does help to have each of them on a separate index card written out. Um, Instead of just looking at what you might have circled or whatever, Uh, out of the huge list of values, this is really going to help you focus, shuffle them around, consider them individually and prioritize them. So write them on those index cards and then look at each note card and start playing around with prioritizing, singling out the values that are most core to who you are. Like 
really start thinking about why was this so important to me? Why is this so important to me? What makes it a value? And then is it stronger than this other value that I'm looking at? Whenever you start considering those and the memories that they're tied to and the goals that you have for your life and the different things that made those values make the list, the ones that are the strongest to you, I think, will be made apparent as you're reflecting on each of those note cards and playing around with prioritizing them. Take your time, talk through each core value with, this is another key point, with your close friends or family. Like it really, really does help to include people that really know you in this process. I know it really helped me. I had a hard time picking just three, but once I did, I felt so good about what I picked and they've been helping me for years and years, like through college up until now. They have not changed. So include friends and family in the process um, and they'll kind of help you discern, no, I really think that this is like, I see you act on this all the time. I really think that this is what made that whole season of your life like so good or so frustrating. So um, go through that with them and uh, then keep reflecting, shuffling and prioritizing until you narrow it down to your top three core values. You might be like, what, Kelsey, three? Oh my gosh, that's really hard. But it's so important to define your top three values simply because you can't be everything and honor everything all the time. If you end up gripping onto four to 10 values, they really honestly will not help you understand the core of who you are and what to do about that, like what to do about what's important to you. Like I said, if everything's important to you, honestly, nothing is on an operational level. Remind, is, is anyone getting some throwbacks to The Incredibles, like the first movie? Uh, whatever syndrome is like, if everyone's a winner, no one is. Oh, that's like such a, I don't know, that has stuck with me so much. It's such a good statement. Plus, I feel like syndrome like kind of influenced my fashion sense, especially in the winter whenever all I wear is black turtlenecks. But that's aside, besides the point. Let's move on. Um, so the point is to know the select few values that will guide you in making decisions that will help you to live in accordance with your own definition of success. Because it's different from everybody. It like just because society might say, you know what, success is making $150,000 a year or something like that. Like that money really might not be the thing that satisfies you in the end. Honestly, I feel like if anybody says it is that they're lying. <laughs> okay, anyways, um, just because you like the idea of a lot of values, like I love the idea of achievement and creativity and oh yeah, friendship, family, how could I say that family is not a value? Faith, adventure, loyalty, security, and trust. And even if you genuinely like frequently embody a variety of these values, it does not mean that they are the focused few that really characterize who you are and what you want most in life. Okay, so with that pep talk, now that you have diligently, hopefully, paused this, come back, or at some point, like, picked out your top three values, hey, don't forget to use them. <laughs> so. 
here's how, like next time that you find yourself at a fork in the road between two choices, or if you're just completely drawing a blank of like, I don't know what to do um, in life or in a certain situation, ask yourself, what path might I take that best allows me to express or experience my value for creativity, faith, and power. Those are my top three, just for example. Insert whatever yours are. Like, what path might I take that allows me to best express or experience my top three values? Or, like, another thing you could do is just dwell on your top three values and think, if I am really abiding in my value for let's say, freedom, what would I do? What options would I dream up? Like kind of future cast a little bit, like what would most satisfy that? And really, this is my big encouragement to you guys. Think on the day-to-day level more than the lifespan level. So like I said, core values really do help you make decisions that are satisfying in the long run. But I want you to start by thinking, would this decision usher in more satisfaction and experience of things that would honor my top three values on a daily basis? Those are the things that add up to be satisfying in the long run. I I wouldn't I feel like this is something that um, people kind of fall into. They're like, well, I this was totally me, by the way. Let me use myself as an example. I was like, I love logistics and I love making things uh, efficient. And so I'm going to major in supply chain management, which is what I did in business school. And I want to be uh, like, you know, I had that value for power. So uh, me being pretty naive about it, I was like, I know what that means. Ding, ding. I'm going to be a CEO of a huge company, which who knows? Lord, I receive if that happens. That's cool. But um, I realized that any decision that I made after thinking that way totally strayed me from my values. So the decision that led to was, okay, then I just need to be like a corporate boss babe whatever <laughs> and i i went into emerging technology consulting because that was going to teach me hard things that are in demand little did i know i don't give a flying rip about technology at all <laughs> and i on the day to day basis yeah i was like making powerpoints all the time and spending a lot of time in excel and whatever. But that didn't actually satisfy my version of my value for creativity and what I would genuinely um, think of that like as to what that represents for me. Like I really I did not care about I don't know, making everything my company's branding colors and using Georgia font and whatever. Uh, Like it just that wasn't satisfying my values in the long run. And it certainly wasn't satisfying my values in on the day to day level. So I would encourage you to think about the uh, making decisions that satisfy your top three core values 
on the task level and on a day-to-day basis. That's what I really encourage people in my private coaching. I really encourage people to think big, but also practically. Like, okay, if you like these things, don't think about some reward that potentially might or might not be gleaned by this potential career path in 30 years. You don't want to mess around with that. Like, that might not even happen. What would allow you to be satisfied in your tasks that you have on your plate every day or at least on a weekly basis. So, a bit of a tangent, but there you have it, my friends. <laughs> if you found this to be helpful, please, 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 oh, that, yeah, triple please, I'm going for it. Please tell your friends about this episode. Take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. You could always find me at Kelsey underscore the called career. And seriously, if you have received encouragement and practical help from my work producing this podcast for you, please leave a review on iTunes or any other podcast platform that you enjoy listening on. Okay, y'all, do not forget to grab the free download that you could find in the details slash show notes, whatever you call them. And I will see you next Tuesday right here on Answer the Call with Kelsey Kemp. Adios.